Because you're a dad. You always have your worries, even if they really don't exist. Because <laughs> you're a dad and you're a family man. It's not about you anymore. You dream for yourself, but you dream bigger for someone else. This has been my dream since I was young. You know, I have a family and be respected and have a purpose. If this is like a battlefield, I've already won because I have them. Welcome to episode 18 of the podcast version of our little live stream show, Dear Future Grandkids. I'm Ange and my partners in pod, Percy and Jen, will be joining later. It's a brand new week with a brand new guest that we're truly excited to introduce to you. This rock star, actor, director, record producer, and now all around amazing father and husband, well, he truly left us in awe with his nuggets of wisdom that he shared during our conversation. What you heard at the beginning of the pod, well, that was just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this multi-talented Filipino artist. So, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Dear Future Grandkids. Like always, I'm Jen in Singapore, that's Percy in the Philippines, and that's Ange in Hong Kong. And you know what? It's me and my two really, really good and dear friends. And dare I say it, our dear viewers? Thank you. Thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. We can't believe it. Every week we're like, oh, people still watch. It's just so wonderful. Dear future grandkids, we're the show that asks a fascinating guest the big question. What would you say to your future grandkids? Our guest today is one of the coolest guys in the Philippines. He shot to fame in his teens as the frontman of the band Kalalili, quickly establishing himself as a singer and songwriter. He then became an actor who won acclaim for his work in film and TV, and he won awards as well. He then moved to directing and started managing artists. He now runs his own record label, OC Records, and is the super dad to his lovely family. Please welcome the cool dude, the cool dad, Kian Cipriano. Hello. Good morning, Kian. Hey, Kian. Good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Let's start things off, right? Now, I know the kids are still young, but you know, have you ever imagined yourself as a grandfather? Yeah, definitely. Oh, really? My dream in life is to live long and just watch out for my kids and their kids and their kids' kids and their kids' grandkids. You know, I just want to maximize life and just sit there when it's my time to retire and just slow down. You know, I'm looking at my kids, taking care of their kids. That's all I wanted. Aww. That's the dream. Your kids and their kids' kids, you're a vampire then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Kian, we have some quick fire questions for you now. In three words, describe yourself. Three words. Steady and tired. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> steady, tired, fun. Mm -hmm. Nice. Under-caffeinated probably is one as well. Um, What's the first song you remember hearing? First song, like ever? Well, you, the first song you remember as a kid, yeah. Just stuck in your head. Not when you were an embryo in the belly or anything like that. <laughs> I think when I was three years old. I can't remember vividly, but there's this like one scene in your life when you were at a cousin's birthday party mm -hmm. and you were singing and everyone's looking at you and, you know, but I didn't know what I was doing back then, of course, but... My mom, my grandmom, they keep telling me, do you remember that day when you sang One Moment in Time? No way. You don't remember it at all? No, uh, I don't know. 
But for the longest time, that's the song that's like, when I think of my super childhood, that's the song. Wow. And that was the beginning. And it's a story your relatives tell about you. I saw him when he got started doing that Whitney <laughs> number. And ever since then, that's super cool. And um, what's the first album back in the day when we had albums? What's the first album you bought? Uh, you know, I was just talking to my wife about it. And my very first CD purchase ever, I think it's the Somewhere in the Middle of Nowhere album of Hanson. No way. Really? Because I got it from my relatives from the States. So they're like sending CDs and all. So I got like three, I think. Young Hanson, Selena. Oh, Selena. And a Now 3 CD. Something yes, the like compilation. That. We love the yeah. Now series. It's an eclectic mix with Hanson, Selena, and Now 3. Yeah, and that's basically my pop culture, to be honest with you. Some people see me as like, oh, you're the rock and all. But, you know, I grew up with boy bands and like solo superstars and rock bands. And I mean, it's that wide. Maybe that's why I have a record label. I'm curious. You mentioned boy bands. Which was your 90s boy band, Ian? I loved NSYNC. They're NSYNC. Boys to Men is the OG. That's a cool answer to that question. <laughs> I like Westlife. Oh, I love Westlife. Yeah. Interviewed them many times. Yeah, lovely boys. And I remember a group named Old Town. They had that one hit, that one solid hit. Yeah. Because I want it all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to sing and embarrass myself in front of a real singer, so I'll just keep up. Record label hit as well. Again, I've got three questions for you. And the first one is, where did you go to school? I went to Lourdes School of Mandaluyong. Is that a good school? It's where <laughs> it all happened. <laughs> that's my school. The same school. Yeah. I still have my friends from high school. I think that says it all. We're so close still, you know. I learned everything there from riding a jeepney to going places you didn't know existed. So, <laughs> you know. Must be something about that school to produce Percy and then you. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, you take the, the bad with the good. Uh, I'm the bad and there's the good. Yeah. <laughs> they learn from their mistakes. They improve everything for Ian's batch. <laughs> but to be honest, that school taught me to be humble. I'm a very like upfront kind of person, but that school is full of humility and simplicity. That's why I, mean, I love it. All of your teachers are crying now. <laughs> you brought a tear to their eye on this Saturday morning. <laughs> what was the subject you excelled in? What were you good at? Recess is a subject, no? <laughs> I was brilliant at recess. <laughs> I think I excelled in Filipino and PE. PE, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Somebody mentioned to me that you're good at math too. Were you good at math? I had no choice. You want to run a business? Okay, here are the numbers. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because when I was in like elementary to high school, we have a music subject, right? And I had no interest at it at all. Whenever it's music class, I'm like, it's time to sleep. <laughs> I'm thinking now if I kind of focus on that, could have been a bit you know, more knowledgeable in music. Because now I just do things like create, create, create. 
But if I knew the fundamentals, the basics, and, you know, it could have been a different story. Maybe it's because you don't know the fundamentals that you think outside the box, you're more creative that way, right? There's advantages and disadvantages for knowing how it works and how it's supposed to go, right? Worked out pretty well for you. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it worked out really well for you. I'm sure your music teacher doesn't remember it that way. He's thinking, yeah, Kian, it's a musician because of my class. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I did this feature with a network before. They kind of featured my life, you know. They talked to one of my music teachers. And the music teacher said, well, may you rest in peace. Like, he didn't even know nothing about music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is consistent. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the best. But at that time, what did you remember wanting to be when you graduated, when you grew up? I really just wanted to be a boss. <laughs> <laughs> There's this imagery of a businessman. I mean, as for me, the age of five, you ask me, what, what do you want to become when you grow up? I want to be a doctor. I don't know. I'm just playing. I'm sorry. But there's this imagery of being a respected person in an environment. Like when you go inside the building, the guards greet you. The front desk greets you. Everybody says good morning to you. That's it. But when this whole music thing showed itself, it really got me. It captured me. The first time I sang on stage, the first time I experienced playing with a band at the age of 15. Because back then, all I was doing was basketball. That's it. And then some of my friends told me that they want to put up a band. Because at that time, they were playing like heavy genre rock and roll, something like that. And I was like 15 and listening to Matchbox 20. And so I was rejected. So I formed my band with a drummer who got rejected from that band as well. So we were like the rejects forming a band. <laughs> yes, the best revenge. That's how it all started. So that was when at 15, after being rejected, and that's when you wanted to be a singer? Well, I wanted it, not to the point that I'd make a living out of it. But when I fell in love with it, I mean, to be honest with you, because the life of a musician... It's like a never-ending paranoia. Yeah, like, is this going to end tomorrow? Is this just a thing that's happening now? Or am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Something like that. I think when you ask musicians also, how do you see yourself in like 10 years? So, so yeah, I hope I'm making sense. Maybe that's my pointless thing. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> we shall find out later on the show. <laughs> so obviously music was what got you started and you're passionate about it and you sort of discovered it at 15 that you loved it. But then what made you want to be an actor or was that just a natural progression because you're already in the limelight? Is that the case or something sparked it? I think it was Sir Percy who was to blame. Oh, I see. Really? <laughs> when I, quote-unquote, crossed over. It was really just, I don't know, maybe it's fate to make it sound so cheesy. But to be honest, I think it was just pure luck and timing. And I think it's cosmic love because it was my fifth year as a musician, I think. As a mm -hmm. recording artist, when that happened, we got a call from a TV network. And... They were inviting me for a workshop. And I'm like, what the heck is a workshop? I mean, I <laughs> what am I going to do there? <laughs> so they're like, there's a show. They're thinking of casting you. Maybe you'd want to go. I got my long sleeves and, you know, cologne, everything. And I saw Alex or Percy. And she's like, please nail this one. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
then I met Direct Joyce Bernal, and then I told her right away, Direct first, I know nothing about this, and second, I don't know why I'm here. So just to be clear, then we did it. Then we got a call that we're casted, and we're gonna do the show in like two days. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I never acted in like television or films before. So Percy, what's your side of this story? There was this show that we were doing, Alex Gonzaga who's also quite famous on YouTube and a famous actress, wanted to do a rom-com series. We had her, we had a director, and we had no leading man. And then somebody, I think, showed me the Kalalili photo. And we went, that guy. Uh, somebody went, he's never acted before, I think. Okay, then we make the character a singer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of the character, of my character in that show, is Kian. <laughs> Because we didn't even want you to, you know, to, to have trouble remembering your name. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Kian really was a natural. He came in exactly the way he is now with his own personality. And that was precisely what we needed for the role. But what surprised me is that the acting bug eventually got you and you continued on. You played a priest. That was a big surprise. I loved every second of it. What do you love about it? Being a priest? No, no, not being a, not being, a, being an actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go get some coffee. He loved every second of it. He loved every second of it. Forgive me. Forgive me. Oh, brilliant. Acting, Kian. What do you love about acting? <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I was talking about like playing a priest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> made my day well I had the best time doing it it was just all fun like this is something I can do this is something I can want to do something like that I really don't know how to explain it but it's a craft that I'm happy that I was able to embrace oh, you found your thing from starting off as a singer to getting the passion in acting and uh, the highlight obviously i know just playing a priest is what you said was it then a natural progression to want to start your own label having a label definitely not part of my bucket list but helping other musicians for sure because that's how we got the break i love it whenever musicians use my platform to be heard. But I don't know, having this record label also came just right on time. I didn't want to do it, to be honest. I think it was three years ago, I got out of my former management and tried to do everything on our own. It was exhausting. And then my late father-in-law told me, why don't you start managing other artists? I'm like, I can't even manage myself. And then like a week after that conversation, I was in a rehearsal studio. And before we went in, came across this young act. And then when I listened to their song on Spotify, it's like, this is something. And then I talked to them and then I managed them and then everything went forward. It's nice to build this community of musicians. Because one criteria for OCD is something of character, you know. And apparently I get to meet a lot of odd artists and they drive me crazy. And I get to listen to their music firsthand. So that privilege, I super enjoy. And I feel lucky that even if I get older, I still get to enjoy music. Whether I'm doing it, I'm playing it, I'm making it, or somebody else is doing it, or 
letting me just listen to it firsthand. I love the passion. You love listening to something, getting that spine tingly first time, listening, feeling so much. You wanted to start your own record label and be the first to do it. I mean, that's passion for you. Just want to say hello. Hello to Elijah Camlas. DM Ranti and Jean, you guys have been with us really since the beginning. We appreciate it so much. I feel that our dear future grandkids audience is the best. Your comments absolutely sustain us. So to our viewers, feel free to write in the comments, which part of Dear Future Grandkids is your favorite? We'd love to know. So Kian, we know you have so, so many talents, but you know, here on Dear Future Grandkids, we don't care about that. We want to know if you have a completely pointless skill. Here, we don't care about that. <laughs> talents aside, we don't get talented. Put your talents aside. <laughs> Do you have a completely useless, pointless skill? I'm good at dishwashing. That's not pointless. That's husband material skill. Then I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to entertain the kids? Especially when they were younger. We all do goofy things with our kids. They just beat me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Papa, are you still breathing? That sort yeah. of thing. Yes. But honestly, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm pointless. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. As a being. <laughs> I think Kian wins for the best answer so far to the pointless skill. And then our three seasons on the show. We should do it again. Kian, do you have a pointless skill? I am pointless. I am pointless. That's it. Mic drop. Soundbite. Kian, we've learned a lot about you during the course of this show. We learned how you got started in your singing career, your spark, your passion in acting, and how you became a record mogul with OC. So what we wanted to find out more is about, you know, your family. They're the coolest, chillest people I've known. But I mean, they always give us this sense of protection, even though they're not too strict. We respected them like 200%. And when you decided to be in a band, what was your parents' reaction like? Were they fully supportive? At first, they were kind of hesitant. But my mom really wanted me to be an actor. She's like, are you sure you want to be in a band? <laughs> no. Yes, mom. You don't want to be an actor? You know what? Your cousin works at GMA. <laughs> What's the assurance, mom? <laughs> I want to know. What was her reaction when you go, yeah, mom, I'm going to be in a TV series. I'm going to be an actor. What did she say? I'm sure she's so proud of me. I'm just happy that I was able to turn the table and I still did it. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wind up there. <laughs> but it was super fun when I try to remember the good old days. I always think of my parents. Starting out, we didn't really have gigs, but my dad came up to me and said, I have a friend. He owns a bar, so you're going to play there. Oh, oh great. wonderful. It was a funny story because it wasn't a normal gigging bar. What was it? You know, there were like girls with skimpy skirts and... Uh, oh, okay. It was a different environment, but it was fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents were there. I mean, they were just there and, you know, waiting for us outside. You know, the support was there. A lot has happened since, and I was there when you went to our premiere night with Gina. I didn't get it then that you guys would start a family, but here we are. And you're this super dad to your kids, an adoring husband to your wife. Like, how did having your own family change you? It changed everything. The old me's gone. <laughs> when you have a wife and kids, all your decisions you know, will funnel down to all the circumstances that can affect them. 
it's different. Like I'm fearful now, and I'm not ashamed to you know admit it. Because you're a dad, you always have your worries, even if they really don't exist. Because <laughs> you're a dad and you're a family man. It's not about you anymore. You dream for yourself, but you dream bigger for someone else. Wise man. Yeah, it, it changed me. I don't want to f it up. You know,、mm-hmm. this has been my dream since I was young. You know, have a family and be respected and have a purpose. If this is like a battlefield, I've already won because I have them. Props to you. Thank you very much. This is you talking now. Now let's imagine you're celebrating your 80th birthday. You're surrounded by your future grandkids, and they're surprising you with one of your songs. Which song do you think they would sing? And can you sing a little bit of it?、Mm, sure. Oh, awesome! I love. We're gonna get some live music, and just imagining that it's Kian's future grandkids playing this back right in my head. It's just super cute. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, can you hear the kids screaming? <laughs> so there's this one song that I wrote. I wrote this song for my dog who died. I'm never really fond of like having pets and all before, but for the first time I met this dog and we became friends. But he died early, so I was able to write this song. And years passed, and I realized it's not just a song about the dog. It's like a song about myself talking to the departed loved ones. When I'm 80, maybe they can sing that to me so that I can still hear it while I'm still alive.、Aww. So this is HKM. Alam ko masaya ka na. Kasama ang mga ulap, sigurado garantisado maliwanag ang palikit sumasabay sa mga hini, mga anghel na kay pit ng hawa sa yung mga kamay bubulong sa yung damdamin. Sila ang yung gabay, hindi kita malilimutan habang buhay kang itatago, pagibig ko hindi magbabago. Ah,、oh. thank you, thank you. When I'm 80 and I'm having my birthday, I want that played. Yeah, I want that played on my birthday too. Thank you so much for doing that for us. Well, we want to keep you working because、yeah. that's what we do here. We are big delegators. So I wonder if you could pick up your phone and leave a meaningful voice message for someone special in your life. There's like a, a will or something. <laughs> <laughs> if that's meaningful, sure. <laughs> Wait, so we're gonna yeah、uh... do this yeah, live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi. This is funny because I don't really know what to say. But when I'm old and you still have this phone and this voice memo, maybe you can try to sell it first. <laughs> you never know <laughs> the value would be if, if you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm. There's someone calling from the interphone. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best.、So funny. Uh, we love it. So going back, my grandkid, life is good. Life is really good. 
sometimes there are bad days and good nights and bad nights and worse nights, you know. But remember that life's always got you and you make it through. Now we're in a pandemic. I hope you don't experience this and I hope it gets better during your time. But one day at a time, be honest, be kind, be respectful. It'll be a pain in the ass. <laughs> Been working hard for your parents. You're my grandkid. And I'm sure they're working hard now to make things work. So just gotta love life and yourself. Be the most important thing. And hope you live life to the maximum fullest. And I love you. Kian, thank you so much. I want to know for myself, like, do you have any strange rituals or habits like before you go on stage when you're a singer or as an actor? Is there any sort of rituals or habits that you have? When I was younger, of course, you know, you say getting drunk is a ritual. That's when I was younger. But when I got older, I think I was just trying to get as much rest I can before performing. Now, what do you think are the character traits that made you successful? I don't know, really. Maybe I'm just not hard to work with. I respect people's time. I respect people's talents. And I respect everyone. Maybe that's it. Respect. I think when you know how to respect people, you'll never be alone, never be lonely. You'll always be at the right track. And I'm just really passionate. You know, I always have this mentality that I can't mess this up. It's what it's all about. So when my future grandkids see my filmography or some of my stuff, that was fun. That looks fun. <laughs> it certainly does. That energy is infectious, I think. That's why people like working with you. That's why you get cast a lot. You've always been unstoppable too. I mean, you're a singer, you're an actor, you're a managed artist. You've got your record label. Now, I know we talked about this. This pandemic happened and it changed everything. How has life changed for you because of this pandemic? And if anything, did anything change for the better in your life? Well, this pandemic changed me like another, what, 180, 360? Mm-hmm. No, 180. 180. <laughs> okay. But seriously, I think this pandemic changed all of us. We're not that person anymore. The world has changed and things have changed and still changing. People are changing. It gave us all lots of anxiety and whatever negative feeling. It's like pruning season. You just choose what's important, what you need, what makes you happy and move every day. So really, I've become a caveman. (laughs) Still trying to figure things out. But at the end of the day, I just want to make music. I just want to release music. I just want to contribute music to the industry. And that's a good thing about being a musician also or a songwriter. Because even if there's a pandemic... You can still release songs and it makes you immortal because even when I'm gone, the songs will still be there. Yeah, I love the way you called it pruning. You know, I never thought about it like that, you know, pruning, mm-hmm. cutting things down to its necessary basics, yeah. but making space for things to grow and blossom again in the future when it's time is a really great way of thinking about this period. And I honestly had never thought about it that way at all. I thought about winter like hibernation. And I was scared, really scared last year. I didn't go out. We weren't in total lockdown in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong, but there's no way I was going to go out. And I just thought Mm -hmm. of it as hibernation. But actually, instead of thinking of it as winter, I should have thought of it as spring, which is what you've done when you think about it as pruning. I love that. So, Kian, how would you think you'd like to be remembered? You say you've got songs that will be forever in the memory, but you yourself, how would you like to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as a steady guy. Or a nice person, hardworking man. That's it. They can call me talented. 
Nice. I mean, I won't mind. <laughs> Kian, I mean, all I can say is thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And the way you have described yourself and how you said you'd like to be remembered, I can attest that you are one cool guy. You are a stand-up guy. You can see that you love your family. You're passionate. So thank you for that. And unfortunately, it's the end of the show and we have to close this video time capsule that we're making together. But in the tradition of the show, you get to leave one final message. Now, what do you want to say to your future grandkids? Be kind. Do what you must. Follow the rules or get to know the rules. Break some if you want. As long as you can... Put your dignity out there. You'll be fine, I'm sure. You'll be happy and you learn a lot of things. You meet a lot of people. Some of them be your friends. Some of them be your enemy. Look away and carry on. That's how you make life work. Listen to good music. Listen to bad music too so that you know the difference. Watch films. Don't do stupid things. Don't abuse people. Respect people and always give it your all. And whenever you feel like you're stuck or your value is not dignified and get out of that place spend on things you like learn how to cook help your parents spend time with them lots of people you're gonna meet you're gonna spend time with them and you'll realize it means nothing so spend time with family fall in love love it Ian, thank you once again for being on the show thank you for having me thanks for the chit chat are there any songs or any projects that you want the viewers to know about? Well, I released an album a few months back. It's called Child Life. It's my first solo debut album. Hope you get to listen to it. And Shenjian. Yeah, I'd love to. It's really a special effort. But I'm currently scoring a film. It's called Paraluman, directed by Yamla Ranas. I have a record label called OC Records. You can check out our artists, OC Records PH. That's us. We have a website, ocrecords.ph. And I have my social media accounts as well. And please continue supporting Filipino artists and artists from Hong Kong and Singapore as well. <laughs> really, this is the perfect time to support your favorite artists. It's a really challenging time and just you guys listening to our music means a lot to us and please be careful stay safe stay healthy and survive and love life you've got a lot of people watching and they're really moved by what you said Ian Patrick says there's always hope Kian we're nearly out of COVID now here in the UK some people want to hear more of your song so yeah please go and check out Kian's socials congratulations by the way I did hear the trailer for Paraluman and I know that you already won best original score before sure you do great and one day I hope we do get to work together yeah one day soon soon yeah but thank you for having me really it's nice talking to you guys thank you Ange and Jen been a real pleasure thank you thank you for being on the show yeah I hope to meet you guys someday and we'll just basically talk about what we talk about. Definitely, 100%. And of course, this has been Dear Future Grandkids, where we look at the past to give us lessons for the future. Now, I'm Jen, that's Percy, that's Ange, and of course, a huge thanks once again. What a super cool way to spend a Saturday morning. Kian, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you all for watching. We'll see you the next time. Take care, and bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. And that was episode 18 of Dear Future Grandkids with the multi-talented rock star and super dad, Kian Cipriano. I really liked his laid back and yet driven approach to life. And a special shout out to our amazing viewers like June Riggs, who's watching from Singapore. And he said Kian is one of the most artistic artists in the country. Edison Goh, he commented, amazing trio plus amazing guests equals excellent show. 
And thank you to everyone who tunes in every Saturday to hang out with us. We love you 3,000. And if you want to see Kean's Valuable Objects and Corner of Shame, plus a couple more truly hilarious moments, don't forget to check out the video version on the Idea First Company's YouTube channel or Facebook page. You can also stay updated with the show by following the Idea First Company or Dear Future Grandkids on Instagram. Look out for all of our social media links in the episode description. So we'll see you next time for an interview with a guest who will truly wow us with her skills, insights, and her surprisingly revealing and moving talks about the health challenges she's faced in the past. Remember, be kind and love life. Bye.